Justice Delayed is a true crime podcast. Listener discretion is advised. On September 14th, 2002, exactly 19 years ago today, Jennifer Servo still had her whole life in front of her. She had a new apartment, she was getting settled into her new job, and she had made friends quickly at work. She was doing the job she was born to do, just on a smaller scale, for now. She'd been living in Abilene, for exactly 59 days. A lot had changed for Jennifer over that summer. She had graduated from college in May, met the Montana boyfriend in June, moved across the country with him, started a new job, and met the Abilene colleague all in July, and she had broken up with the Montana boyfriend in August. But now it was September, and she was looking forward to celebrating her birthday with her new friends. And although Jennifer had found herself in an awkward position with the Abilene colleague, she had known what she needed to do. She would handle it, gently but firmly. Jennifer was 22 years old and she had a new job in a new town. And by all accounts, her new job was going well, very well. She was young and smart and capable and driven, but she also knew how to have fun. She fit right in with her new colleagues and she was always up for an adventure, big or small. And she had that it factor. Her colleagues said they knew right away that Jennifer was going to go far in her chosen career. Although things were looking bright for Jennifer, not everything was going perfectly. As we know, she had just broken up with the Montana boyfriend a few weeks before, and she was either contemplating telling the Abilene colleague that she just wanted to be friends with him, or she had just done so within the last couple of days. But Jennifer knew what she wanted, and she was moving forward with her life, on her own terms. She was doing what was right for her, standing up for herself and standing on her own two feet. But on this day, 19 years ago, Jennifer has less than 48 hours to live. On top of that, this safety conscious woman will be murdered in her own apartment in the middle of the night. There will be no forced entry. And I keep asking myself, what does that mean? How does that factor in with the other clues that we have? What am I missing? And that's what keeps me up at night, racking my brain over how things could have gone so wrong for Jennifer when they were seemingly going so right. Hi everyone. Welcome to Justice Delayed, the unsolved homicide of Jennifer Servo. This is season one, episode 13, 59 days. If you're thinking right now that you're supposed to be hearing an episode about the ongoing scandal in the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office, I promise you, that's still coming. I've had some family stuff that's put us on a bit of an unscheduled hiatus, but we're back full force this week because this is the week that it all went tragically, devastatingly wrong for Jennifer. 
This is a mini episode, and I'll be dropping two more mini episodes tomorrow, September 15th, 2021, and Thursday, September 16th, 2021, titled Day 60 and Day 61. Then you'll get the episode about the scandal in the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office. If the sound quality is a little off this week, it's because I'm on the road. I'm headed to Abilene, and I'll be there for the next 10 days, working to bring more local attention to Jennifer's case. Our Justice for Jennifer rally in Abilene is hitting some roadblocks, so stay tuned for more info on that in the next day or two. Email or text me if you want to participate. If you want to help with flyers or join me for a live podcast brainstorming session, let me know. Hopefully, I'll have some good news for you tomorrow. You know, for years I've been telling you that I can't promise you that we're going to solve Jennifer's murder, but things are changing. Abilene, I implore you to get involved in this case. I'm begging you to help me spread the word that Jennifer's murder is still unsolved. It's been 19 years. This shouldn't be a hard case to solve, given the advancements in technology since 2002. But I'm going to need your help. Because Jennifer needs justice, and so do you, Taylor County, Texas. So come along with me on my search for justice in the form of a murderer. Come on, let's go catch a killer. So like I said, I'm on a road trip to Abilene, and for obvious reasons, I just cannot stop thinking about Jennifer. This Thursday, September 16th, marks the 19th year that Jennifer's murder remains unsolved. As the 19-year mark approaches, I can hardly think about anything else. Jennifer would be 41 if she were here today, September 14th, 2021. She'd be looking forward to, or possibly dreading, her upcoming birthday in just nine days. She'd be in the prime of her life, the prime of her career. Who knows what she would have accomplished by now. Would she have a family? Where would she be living? Would she have become the next Katie Couric? We'll never know. And I want to know why. I want someone to be held accountable for it. So this is my plea to you. The listener. Let's not let this case go another year without being solved. Let's not let this case go another year without a detective assigned to it. Let's not let Jennifer's killer go another year avoiding accountability. And let's not let Jennifer's family suffer another year without any justice at all. Like I said, one of the many questions that keeps me up at night and keeps me looking into this case is... How could things go so wrong for Jennifer when they were going so right for her? I truly can't wrap my brain around it. Mostly because of what we know about the two main suspects. I mean, both men make good suspects. They're kind of the usual suspects, right? And yet, they're also bad suspects. So stereotypical. So textbook. Ex-boyfriend, wannabe boyfriend. But everyone seemed to be handling these difficult situations like adults. So what don't we know? There has to be a lot more to the story if either one of them is guilty. And that's what drives me crazy. What don't we know? And is that something that we don't know? Another suspect altogether? And just to cover our bases here with the legal department, by the way, that's also me, let's go ahead and clarify that the police only named one of these men as a suspect. The other man publicly called himself a suspect on 48 Hours Mystery in 2008. So we're going with it. 
When you take a closer look, there's not much there. I mean, we've all broken up with a boyfriend before, even someone we lived with. Although whether or not Jennifer and the Montana boyfriend truly intended to continue living together permanently is still kind of up for debate. Regardless, we all know breakups suck. Even when you're the one doing the breaking up, it's never fun. And even when the breakup is contentious, it usually doesn't lead to murder. As you'll remember, according to Jennifer's friends, at the time of her murder, she hadn't spoken to the Montana boyfriend for a few weeks. So it's not like he was constantly calling her, knocking on her door, or continually trying to get back together with her. Yes, he asked her to reconsider her decision once, that we know of. That sounds completely reasonable. He gave it a shot. She said no. End of story. Or was it? Most of us have also been in a position at one time or another where we had to tell someone that we just wanted to be friends or that we just weren't interested in them in the same way that they were interested in us. Or we've had someone tell us that. Yes, it's awkward. More so when you have to see that someone at work every day for the foreseeable future, but we get over it. Whichever side of that fence we're on, we get over it. Is that enough to make a seemingly normal, functioning human being lose his shit? I don't know, but my gut says no. So here I sit, pondering again and again over what could have gone so wrong in the early morning hours of that Monday, almost 19 years ago. And with whom? And how does it all happen in just 61 days? So, my dear listener... If you know something about this case, please call in a tip to the Abilene Police Department. They'll reopen Jennifer's case if they receive a tip. Of course, I'm sure it needs to be a credible tip, so keep that in mind. That also means they'll assign a detective, which is really the goal here. Maybe then someone will look at Jennifer's file again and find something new. I have some ideas on that, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So if you heard something, say something. If you saw something, say something. It's so cliche, but it's true. And it's needed. Jennifer needs you now more than ever to be brave, to take a deep breath, hold your head up high, and tell what you know, no matter how small, no matter whom it hurts. So that's it for today. Just a plea from me to you. I know you're listening. I know you can't stop thinking about Jennifer as this awful anniversary approaches. You can't turn back the clock and you can't bring Jennifer back, but you can bring some measure of peace to a family who's been searching for it for almost 19 years. And if you need my help, I'm just a phone call away. If you've known the Montana boyfriend or the Abilene colleague over the last 19 years, you have a story to tell and I want to hear it. If you lived at the Hunter's Ridge Apartments, especially Building 4, or Summer Wind Apartments, previously called Quail Run, especially in Building 1 or 2, and especially between 2001 and 2003, you have a story to tell, and I want to hear it. I know I told you in a previous episode that both the Montana Boyfriend and the Abilene Colleague have lived in numerous cities and states over the past 19 years. A lot of people have come into contact with both of them. Something you know may be the missing piece of this puzzle. 
if you know something, say something. And I'm begging you, if you saw something, anything, on the night of September 15th into the morning of September 16th, 2002, call the Abilene PD, call Crime Stoppers, or call me. I have an anonymous tip line. You don't have to give your name. I'll list all those phone numbers in the show notes. You can also find them on my website, justicedelayedpod.com. If you lived on Quail Run Street, Blue Quail Drive, Corsicana Avenue, Hartford Street, Baldemar Street, Presidio Drive, Fairmont Street, or at the Stonegate Apartments on September 15th and 16th, 2002, call me. If you lived on Texas Avenue, South Clack Street, Dubright Boulevard, Rebecca Lane, Catclaw Drive, or at Indian Run Apartment Complex, especially right near the front gates, on September 15th and 16th, 2002, call me. You don't have to be on the podcast, and you can remain anonymous. If you've given a tip to anyone in the past and you feel like no one really followed up on it, let me know. I promise you I'll listen and follow through on your information. This is a mini-episode, so we'll skip our traditional ending, but all that information at the end is still true, and those are still the ways that you can reach me. And don't forget to join our Justice Delayed podcast discussion group on Facebook. To the Montana boyfriend and the Abilene colleague, I still know at least one of you is innocent. This isn't going away, and in fact, it's about to heat up. Trust me, it's coming. You know how to reach me. This isn't going to end until Jennifer's case is finally solved. To everyone else, keep spreading the word about Jennifer's case. The more people that listen, the more chances we have to get that one tip that will solve Jennifer's murder. A lot can change in 19 years. Be sure to join me as I continue to actively search for justice in the form of a murderer. Come on, Abilene. Let's do this. Let's go catch a killer. Justice Delayed is written and produced by me. All opinions are my own. I want to thank Jennifer's family for their support over the last four years. Without it, this podcast wouldn't exist. All our music is provided by Lee Rosefear. You can check him out at happypeppyrecords.ca. Our logo was created by Caitlin Spencer. There's only one source for today, the 48 Hours Mystery episode, Deadline for Justice, reported by Harold Dow. Don't forget to tell your friends to listen. Tell everyone you know. This is Sharon, and I'll be back.